0: Dogs Podcast with your hosts, Blake Rineker, Justin Charles, John Nye, and Josh
1: All. Hey, oh, Dog Pack, Browns Backers Worldwide, it is time to kick back and relax to another episode of a Throwback Thursday with the Dogs Podcast. How are you guys doing? Canada right now is a sauna, and I think we recorded the hottest day last week or since last episode and we recorded the hottest day after that day. So what I need you guys to do is just to crank that AC up, stay in, crack a bevy of your choice and cool down with me, Kenny Mack. And I am pumped to bring you the die-hard dogs that you are, another player from the past. But before we get started, let's get the social down. We want to talk where the dogs podcast is. So Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, be sure to like this video, drop a comment in the comment sections. Let me know what you think. Let them know what you think. And you guys know how I got started. Left voicemails for the program on the website. And that's the dogs And you remember how to leave a voicemail, right? You basically just hit the send button up in the top of the website. Hit the start button, say what you need to say, and you are off to the races. Now, here's the big secret that I said the last three weeks. If you don't like what you did, just hit the reset button, start over again. So, what I want to do now is just want to get into some people who have left some comments. Uh, it's like all over the place this time, so first we're going to start with Instagram. So, Ozzy underscore Browns underscore fan. He said, what a play and what a player. Yeah, man, that i know what you're talking about and i know the specific play it was a play against the steelers we all love it when you turn return to the house because i know i in my lifetime i think josh Cribbs did it against the kansas city chiefs you see that once in a generation man that was unreal uh next up random 15974 steelers are greater than the browns a big barf sign well, first of all, man, maybe you should trade your name for, instead of random, maybe Troll or Captain Obvious. Sure, man, the numbers are bigger, but hey, this is a real popular thing on the internet when people hear Browns fans are like, oh, you suck. Well, here's the challenge. How about your POS owner moves your club away, you don't have a club for three years. And then what you do is you get the NFL at the last minute to say, hey, we're going to give you an expansion franchise right now. And then go through two, three more owners after that. See how it works out for you. Then on Twitter, we got... Son of Aragon. Still the factory of sadness. Hey, man. That was the... That was the the 2010s. We're the factory of middle roadness, man. So just take it easy and watch a couple games. Uh, where do we go now? Oh, we got some people on... Um... YouTube. Good show, Kenny Mac. Eric Medcalf, the little beast. Yeah, we... Again, Eric Metcalf was a joy to watch. I'm glad I got to meet him and I got to watch him play. Then we got Fire XP3DM. Hey, man, I'm making a library of podcasts and I want my for me and my friends. So, with your consent, I want to use this. Well, all you need to do is go to bark at the and you can talk to Josh and he will take care of you but we'll get back to the show right now so the position I want to pick this time is receiver if you remember I'm picking players from the past who might give this 2023 team a little pop or a little extra juice so it looks like we're out on the D hop thing but one thing I want to address with that I honestly think the Browns want to give Deshaun Watson something like D hop and I think Cedric Tillman is going to be that guy so you heard that from me I don't know if that will happen this year with the receivers and him being a rookie. It might be more of a year two thing, but you know what? Let's add a receiver, anyways. And come on, you, you can't have too many, too many good receivers, right? So, this week's TBD player is a multi talented, versatile receiver, not running back. Like Eric Metcalf, though, he could run, catch, And he's even a special teams ace. This guy was one move into the house if you couldn't catch him. And not too many people did when he made that move. Like last week, he could play running back, receiver, kick return, and punt return. And that player is Dennis freaking Northcutt. And I know I've been a lot of pre-the-pause. This is post-the-pause, right? And what the pause is, is what I said earlier. That POS owner moved our team, we have a team for three years. So this is post that. So where did it all start? So Dennis Lamod Northcott was born in the city of angels. He started playing really good ball at, in high school at Washington high, but ended up transferring to the famed Dorsey high school. And you got to hear the talent that came out of there. So Keyshawn Johnson was the biggest name. Two former Browns came out of there in the after the pause, Karim Abdul-Jabbar was one of our running backs and we got him from Miami. He, he played there. Marvin Hall was also a player that played for us. He was from there. You may recognize this name, Kayvon Thibodeau. Yeah, that's right. The guy from the 2022 draft, I think top 10 for the Giants. And then a lot of us watching this are Ohio State fans. You might have heard of Nile Deggs. So 36 players overall from high school, whether that's good or bad, they got 36 in the last 36 years, maybe one a year. So that's pretty good.
0: All right, before we move on, though, real quick, this is for all you Browns fans here in Ohio. I'm excited to share some great news with you. If you have not signed up yet for DraftKings, you can take advantage right now of a limited time promo for new users. All you have to do, deposit and place a $5 wager on any sport. And you will instantly get $150 added to your account and bonus bets. Whether you win or lose, you still get the bonus. All you have to do, use our code THE DOGS at sign up, all one word. And here's the thing. Using our code THE DOGS not only get you the bonus, but it also supports this podcast. So if you haven't signed up for DraftKings yet, Please do us a favor, sign up with the code the Dogs and place that first bet. Deals like this are what keep our podcast going year-round. This offer is only available for new customers who are 21 years and older and physically present in Ohio. Please remember to always gamble responsibly. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Check the episode description for the full terms of the offer. For more details, visit DraftKings.com to take advantage of this incredible opportunity today.
1: So check out these stats. So he rushed 74 times for a whopping Guess this, 900 yards. And he also had 33 touchdowns to go with that. Now, it's not Derrick Henry stuff. And we've all heard those stories about how Derrick Henry was in high school. But that's pretty amazing for a guy that you could stuff three of him into Derrick Henry. And surprise, surprise, that got him City Player of the Year. That's a pretty big accomplishment for the size of Los Angeles. And guess what? Like last week, he ran track. He was raised by a single mom, and he got shipped from Compton to Dorsey High School. But he cashed that football ticket in, and he got out of L.A. From the bright lights, big city, to the big sunny desert, he became a wildcat, because they didn't say no to him being a running back. After high school graduation, he moved to Arizona, A week right after. And he started grinding. And you may be wondering like. Why why didn't they say no? Why were they the only ones to say no? To running back. Well here's the thing. The running back thing didn't last too long. Because he was 140 pounds. While he did okay in his first game. Physics. In the pass protection department. Wasn't working out. 140 pounds. 250-pound linebackers. Now, they're getting a running start, and some of them are blitzing, so that wasn't working out for him. The idea was, based on his size, they moved him to corner, and again, like, unbelievable football guy. You're not going to believe how he finished the next game. Two interceptions, one 75-yard touchdown to the house. That's unreal. You're just going to say, this guy's set at corner. Well, the receiver's coach wanted that ball in his hands more. Instead of maybe taking one or two pick sixes a year, let's get him in the end zone maybe 10 times. What do you say, right? And that move provided a great opportunity for Northcutt. It was... He had an unbelievable prolific career. He played from 96 to 99. He remains one of the best receivers to have ever played in the university. And here's the haul. So he was Pac-10 phenomenon snagging 233 receptions for 3252 yards one of only sorry one of only three other receivers had more yards and receptions at the end of this last season this 2022 season he caught a pass in all 43 games he played which is a conference record he also holds the Arizona Wildcat receiving record for 88 catches for 1,422 yards. Not too bad for someone who was probably about 150 pounds at the time. This mass of yards was also plus a whopping 19 yards average on punt return. So that earned him a consensus, all-purpose, all-American otter college slowly wind down and he was of now one thing that i hope you understand what i'm saying here is he caught a pass in 43 games he played from 96 to 99 which is 96 97 98 99 means he never was redshirted he played as a freshman coming in 140 pounds and he got the job done and i don't think anybody will touch that record because guys play one or two years now when college was done though you know what time it is it is combine time so the measurables are very similar to MedCalf. And I got them side by side here. So NorthCaf was 5'10, MedCalf was 5'9. Pa- poundage wise, it was 175 versus 179. They both ran a 4440, but one was 444 and the other one was 446. Their verticals were 375 and 33 respectively. And then their split times in the 10 and the 20 were almost identical. 152 and 259. And one the other was 158 and 259. So some of his measurables were a little bit better than Metcalf. The the speed and the vertical numbers were outstanding, but a lot of scouts still had concerns over his weight. Lucky for him, it was a weak draft at receiver. The biggest name and the 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 farthest outlier would have been plexical Burgess. Everybody after that uh, didn't didn't last too, too long. But because of his size, he did follow the second round, but the Browns picked him at the top. So with the 32nd pick in round two, Chris Palmer, the coach of the Browns, addressed speed at receiver and special teams with his punt return ability. And this was all a guy that had never seen snow. Because you I remember lived in L.A., and he moved to Arizona. It was the only two places. What I recall when he was drafted, I remember hit him thinking I was—he was very slight in frame. And I do recall when listening at the time because I lived by Cle- or on the other side of the Lake of Cleveland. I remember hearing the radio show was saying he was having troubles in camp, and there were some preseason struggles. But the last game of the preseason, I remember him blasting the Packers. And this is one that I can't find on the internet because people don't keep preseason stats. But I believe he had a 190-yard performance. And what I can't remember if that was all-purpose yards or if that was just receiving or receiving and running. So combined yards. But it was 190 nonetheless. And it was kind of a coming-out party for Dennis. They knew that they had drafted something good. Of the receivers in that draft, he finished 4th in receiving production and had 39 catches for 420 yards while handling all the puck return duties. His two best games were against Denver and Philly. The Denver D surrendered 5 catches for 80 yards, and in the Philly game, he showed off his dual threat potential. 5 grabs, 44 yards, 7 rushes. 37 yards then the, two, the 2002 season was an injury plagued year that some touched the ball only 21 times for 237 yards but he had a big game against the Ravens in game 9 he chipped in 5 catches for 45 yards 1 run for 12 with a win over the Ravens 27-17 to 17. so after 2 years in the NFL Dennis Northcutt Went through two offenses in his first two years and seven different quarterbacks. Now, that's not going to bode well for anybody. I don't care if you're Keyshawn Johnson, Dennis Northcutt, or whoever you are. That's not not a great thing to go through. And unfortunately, if you're a Browns fan, we went through it too many times. So Dennis was ready for some continuity. 2022 and 2023, sorry, 2002 and 2003 is what I want to say were a huge step forward for the triple threat. 2002 saw career highs in targets at 50, and he got 601 yards, 5 touchdowns. That was a whopping 15.8 yards a catch, and highs in punt returns and scored 2 TDs. Not to mention he had a career game against the Steelers in the playoffs. That's right, 9-7 year, capped off with a wildcard appearance against the Steelers, and we'll get into that later. 2003-2004, he was getting close to 95 targets per season. Northcutt was getting open and moving the chains. Northcutt spent two more seasons in Cleveland, through more coaching changes and more QB changes. As a free agent in 2007, he moved to Jacksonville for two years and then was to the Lions and retired after one year. I chose Northcutt because he stayed with the Browns for 7 of his 10 years, and he was one of the longest tenured Browns that I could remember since the pause. Northcutt led the Browns in all-time receiving stats. He's the 10th best receiver in Browns history. 276 catches for 3,438 yards and 9 touchdowns. He was a great punt return. Finishing his stint with 202 returns for 2,000. 149 yards three of returns went to touchdowns and he holds records for the most punt return yardage in browns history 86 had some huge games against our division rivals and he appreciated cleveland the fans for their faithfulness and their blue collar nature and i'm going to take a quick pause and let's hear from our sponsors
0: This episode is sponsored by Omaha Steaks. Browns fans, summer's in full swing and you know what that means. Temperatures are hot, grills are hot, and the deals are even hotter at Omaha Steaks. Right now, get the hotter than fire package at omahasteaks.com. America's original butcher is heating up the summer with blazing hot deals on mouthwatering grilling favorites guaranteed to tantalize your taste buds. Go to omahasteaks.com right now Enter code DOGSDAWGS into the search bar and for a limited time you can score 32 delicious grilling essentials, including 12 free burgers from Omaha Steaks for just $99.99. You'll get four of their world-famous Fort Tender Filet Mignons, four air-chilled boneless chicken breasts, four boneless pork chops, four gourmet jumbo franks, and so much more for 62% off the regular price. The Hotter Than Fire Pack is your chance to score unreal savings on unrivaled quality from America's Original Butcher right now. Go to omahasteaks.com. Use code DOGS, D-A-W-G-S, in the search bar to order today. This exclusive offer is only available for a limited time. You're not going to want to miss this. Get your grilling essentials now for the rest of your summer barbecues. Hurry over to omahasteaks.com. Code DOGS in the search bar. Hotter than fire pack. Get all 32 grilling items for just $99.99. That includes your 12 free burgers. Remember, omahasteaks.com. Code DOGS in the search bar.
1: All right, so here's some highlights of Dennis for me. I'll pick three like I did last week. So one of the highlights, it's it's on the 2002 season, and he could not not get in the end zone, if you know what I mean. So he had eight total touchdowns, five were receiving, two were returns, and one was a rushing touchdown. And the rushing touchdown just kind of happened against the Saints. And what happened was is he lined up in the backfield. He took a handoff. Now, this was another one where I couldn't go back and find him, but from what I remember, I believe it was a draw or he went off tackle, which is kind of a ballsy play for someone that was only 170 pounds. But he he came up the middle, shot off to the right, and went into the end zone. And that was a 36 yard, 36 yard TD. From the backfield, so that was an amazing play. Not much, but it was different than the two returns and the five receptions that we know him for, and he did in other seasons. In 2005, the Browns and the speedy returner traded the Browns to a New Year New Year's Day win, and I believe this was only a five-win season, and it was against the Ravens. And the highlight was. 86 taking it to the house on a punt return. And this was a awfully cold, dismal day in Cleveland, like a typical December or, I guess, January 1st day would be. And 86 was lined up, I believe, on the 40-yard line. The Ravens decided to kick to him. I think he already had a good day to begin with. And it was a knuckleballer. The wind was all over the place. He caught it. He goes zipping up five yards. Then he spins off the first gunner. And you're like, oh no, he stepped back. Not only does he step back, he runs the five yards back that he already gained. So it's like, oh my God, he, he's going for a loss. But he reversed his field, which you never, ever want to see because they're so fast in the NFL, they always get you. But he outran everyone and he was shot out of the cannon. And he rode up the right the right line, 60 yards to the end zone. The Browns outlast the Ravens 20 to 16. And that was an amazing play by Dennis Northcutt. But I don't know if I want to tell you this because he could be up there with Josh Cribbs, Eric Metcalf. Gerald Ice Cube McNeil. Some of these big return guys that we had. These exciting plays. This is, I'll say that year he had two punt returns called back on penalties. In his career, you're not going to believe this. He had seven punt returns called back because of penalties. If you add the seven to the three that he had, that would be ten. He would be one of the all-time hall of fame returners and punt returns but teammates let him down you can't hold i mean even if you would add half of those that would have been amazing seven's a really big number but now to the number one browns moment and all browns fans know that this comes with a bit of dog ache okay this is uh what i wanted to talk about and i alluded to earlier it was a wild card game against the steelers and for any of you that remember 2002 The Browns had a hell of a first half. Kelly Holcomb started at QB, which was a bit of a controversy because I think Tim Couch was okay to play. The Browns made the playoffs for the first time since their re-existence, but the Browns were 0-4 against the Steelers under Butch Davis, and all the losses had been by three points or more. Northcutt had one of his better games, and... As he put it, when Kelly was in, he just knew the offense better. And he had better games with Kelly Holcomb. The duel put up the Browns 14-0 on a 32-yard TD in the second quarter. Northcup would end up with nine six passes for 92 yards and two punt returns for 70 yards. He helped the Browns build a 24-7 lead, and the rest is history. But I don't know if you want to know the history, because even though Hull come through for 429 yards, the Browns fell by three points to the Steelers again, 36-33. And where the eight comes in that is that when the Browns actually finally made a drive, they could have iced the game, I believe, with two minutes left to go. Northcutt ran a route on a pass play, was open, and he dropped the ball. But the most thing I think I was ever impressed about him is that he held it and he made no excuses. If you ask him to this day, he said that he dropped the ball and he should have caught it. I wish more players would have said that, would say that. And that's why I like him. Well, let's put it all together. The reason why I picked him is I wanted to put him on the team. On our current team, he would be just another versatile piece that Andrew Barry would love on a good group of receivers. And it's kind of funny because in 2002, they kind of had the four amigos. They might have been termed something else at the time, but they had Kevin and Johnson, who was kind of their route runner, so that would be Amari. They had Quincy Morgan, who was their contested, catch guy bit a bit of a speedster uh or had enough speed let's say and that would be Cedric Tillman or what he should be Andre Davis was the speedster and he's Marcus Goodwin he 100% was and then we got Elijah Moore which I kind of see Northcutt as I just see Elijah just a slight bit bigger and a little bit more little better but you know as an x-factor why not have two He'd probably be the fourth or fifth receiver. In this case, with the guys that I mentioned, he'd be fifth. And he's obviously going to be running punts. But you can line this guy up in the backfield. He ran a draw for a touchdown. He'd do a screen, some swing passes. You know, he'd be helping Bub out in special teams. And I'm sure Stefanski could figure him in the end zone. All right, guys, we are back. And as you know, Dom Pack... Brownsbackers worldwide followers. I do my Brownsbackers thing up in Ottawa. You can come and visit us anytime at Mulligan's Golf Bar on 201 Queen Street. Any game day you want. And as you know, I profile the Tidewater Brownsbackers. From Virginia Beach, who are the 2023 Brownsbackers Club of the Year. But I don't know if you know this. There's also another ttb north of the border and they won the previous year in 2022 they are the biggest club on the maple leaf side and they're not too far from the land who am i talking about it's dog pound north your toronto browns backers they won they are one of two clubs to win club of the year outside the states This group is located at Shocks Bar and Billiards on 202 Dundas Street West. That would be the junction area, which is slightly east of downtown. And I'll tell you, man, I've experienced it a couple times. I can tell you the Cleveland game day vibe lives there. It's decked out in brown and orange. The team decor, the collectibles are everywhere. The Toronto Browns backers, they rock game day with their game day gear and their chance of first down Browns. And here we go, brownies, when a touchdown scored. It is so much fun. The food is great. They Got a couple of craft beers for this guy, which I really enjoy. They got the regulars too. Don't worry. There's Bud and all that kind of stuff. There's one large main screen that's dedicated to the game. And then all the rest of the smaller screens are have the game on as well. Sounds dedicated uh, and pumping through the establishment so you can hear the commentators. Matty Weeks, he's an awesome dude, man. You'll love him. Club president, he kicks off game day. And if he can't be there, one of the other guys do. Welcomes you, quick announcements, raffles, contests, and it's time to start rolling for some Browns fun. What a great time. And here's what you need to know. The Browns Backers bar is exactly 465 kilometers. That's 289 miles from Cleveland Stadium. You can find them pretty much on all forms of social media. Just go Toronto Browns Backers and you'll find them. The Facebook group has 843 members and game day can be 50 to 100 people, sometimes 200 people packed in the bar to bark at that screen. Shocks is a billiard sports bar, so there's a multitude of things you can do. If you want to get up and catch a tribe or you can catch the Cavs, when they're playing their Toronto rivals, you don't have to rush home. Might as well just stay here, hang out with the Toronto crew, get 35 cents on your dollar, so treat yourself. And, you know, with a club that size, Matty D definitely gets some help, especially these days because he brought a little pup into the dog pound. So congrats on the newborn, man. He wants to put a big shout-out. Number one, Harp, I met him. He's the VP. He is a hell of a guy, and he embodies the Toronto culture. The rest of the crew is top-notch, and I'm going to give them a shout-out. It is Daryl McEachern, Lynn Robin, Art Faruga. I did not say your name right. Sorry, my man. Uh, Michael Kennedy, Steve Notch, Evan McCulloch, Mikey Smollett. Emily Kerr, Matt O'Neill, Maja Mazur, and Trish Bennett. So, you guys are awesome. Maddie says he couldn't do it without you, and he wanted you guys how to have a big shout. That is their uh, board of directors that help him get through these game days and manage all these people that come and see these awesome Toronto Browns backers. But, Really, this last portion is going to be dedicated to the founder, Brian Loberg. Anyone who's had a chance to meet this dog has been touched by him. And unfortunately, he had an untimely passing a couple of years ago and was not able to experience the club of the year. He lived for game days and he started the group, I believe, in 2008. Starting at a previous location, Brian started with five buddies and molded the Browns Backers Club in his image. His passion for the club was an attraction in itself. He had numerous TV, newspaper articles, and the club grew to be one of the most recognizable in the dog pound community. He is dearly missed by the people that he touched, and the North will be forever, Will forever, ever have his spirit the bar is dedicated a picture with his with the dog pound decor in his honor and i did have a chance to talk to him i never met him personally but his text messages were epic and they were an experience in themselves so in talking with a lot of this t the Toronto browns backers crew watching them on social media all I, i can say is thank you they miss you and rest in peace my man You touched so many lives, and they appreciated it. Well, guys and gals, you got to get up to Toronto, see that kennel at Shock's Billiard and Sports Bar, the one that Brian built and Matty Dean and his crew are killing it with right now. So that is the end of the program. Thanks so much for following me. Hey, in Facebook, let's see your, your Northcutt gear. In Instagram, let's see your Northcutt gear. Let's see any throwback gear. Guys, tag us. We had Tim the Gnome. He is in our Patreon group. He was posting Eric Metcalf cards, football cards. Also, check out what's going on with with the Dogs Podcast. It is www.thedogspodcast.com. Check all their social. Like I said, there is a sponsorship with the Nick Chump cereal. Get yours with 10% off. It is going fast. There is just so much going on, I can't even keep up with it. But thanks for spending time with me and my dog cave. And thanks to the Browns backers for letting me, to the Browns podcast for letting me do this. And some of the Browns backers for following me. See you next Thursday. <laughs> <laughs>